0: to B-Movies and eBooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And it is episode 140. On today's episode we're covering City of the Flesh Eaters by Thomas S. Flowers and the Netflix horror film, I guess it's horror, maybe a thriller, I don't know. It's <laughs> 1BR. But uh, before we get into that, what's up?
1: Uh, Not too much. Working on some projects and things I got some footage and junk from some projects I've been waiting on footage
0: so. and junk yeah well cool that's fun that's yeah. uh yeah you, you just did a 48 hour film festival oh yeah I did that too
1: that was fun that's- um down to the wire I did the score in a little under three hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's fun. Well, cool. I like this. We've done the that before. It yeah. w- it wasn't 48-hour film festival, it was Splatterfest, which I don't think is there anymore.
0: Yeah, the, there was one, the first one we did, I mean, it was the exact same thing. It's just uh one was at Houston Alamo, the other one was at the Austin one, but mm-hmm. uh one was called bloodshots one was called Splatterfest, and they were both the, the exact same thing, just a 48-hour yeah, 48 48 film, film,
1: film festival, but it's only horror.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Whereas this one, it could have been any genre. I think oh, somebody really? pulled western.
0: Well, I, I watched the so I, I think at the Splatterfest one they had like twenty films chosen to to show. However, yeah. at the Bloodshots one in Austin. They showed every film. And I Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a lot. And I went, uh that was during like the Hurricane Ike evacuation. So that was like oh mm-hmm. eight. So twelve years ago. <laughs> um but I went and yeah, even though it was horror, there was a lot. There was just comedy but yeah and one that was like amazing visual effects it was like was this a proof of concept or something because it was like amazing visual effects about the rapture and and, <laughs> and meanwhile meanwhile ours was just like this dumb this dumb you know movie where like pot turned you into zombies you can yeah. check it out on on uh youtube somewhere it's called grim grim reefer yeah
1: it, it's still on there somewhere
0: yeah and then the one that we worked on, I don't know if there's a copy in existence. My computer oh, crapped out. Oh,
1: my friend. I have one. <laughs> that one, A matter of fact, it is currently privately listed on my YouTube channel. <laughs> really? Dude, I yeah. want a link. I want a link. Okay, I'll send you a link. Uh, it, but no one else who's listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, dude. The um freaking uh nightmare on Elm Street coffee line? Yes. How did that never get okay, so I guess I should bring that in, not everybody is that, aware of this. That's
1: like that's that's just stupidly obvious.
0: Yeah. And it's never as a been product. Done. Yeah. Dead Sled Coffee uh is collabor- collaborating with Robert England to do a Nightmare on Elm Street-themed coffee bundle. And so yeah, it's like 100 it's like bucks edition, though. though. Yeah. yeah. And it's only and you two... Get a, you get a coffee mug. Yeah, you do get a coffee mug. You <laughs> get a shirt. You get a swag bag with magnets, pins, stickers, and more. You get... Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I like how we're talking about It's like which can be pre-ordered until October 12th, which is like two days from now. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be, you know before this drops
0: <laughs> yeah i hadn't even looked at yeah um that's pretty cool I, i'm just now looking at the actual uh picture for the first yeah. time it's pretty cool there's a lot of like l- limited uh run or special like coffee things going on i know that green day just started their own coffee company did you Is see it that
1: brown day Please tell me it's called Brown Day.
0: <laughs> no, no, I forget is it what called it's called. Dookie? No, no, it's not. It's not shit themed. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, dude, Insomniac would be great too. Oh my oh, god, that, that's dude, what the, the hell? Nose. What the hell? There were no. It's just like Berkeley or something like that. I forget what it uh, is. And not only dope. that, they they're using like that mascot from that uh, the Father of All album you know their brand new little horse mascot they decided is their mascot i don't know
1: yeah
0: yeah that he's like on there but anyway it's kind of (laughs) weird but yeah so get on (laughs) get on that (laughs) freddy krueger coffee thing which is uh, i don't understand how that hadn't been done by now it's just it's like freaking so it, it was there the whole time you know what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah That would have killed in the 80s.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. So do you have, like, the 4K Blu-ray player? Um, I got my... Well, I do, but I have my Xbox now. It's 4K? Like, it has... Uh Yeah. Now, do you have a 4K TV or no? Because I don't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually just watched the boys in 4K. Really? Because Amazon will stream it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I watched... uh, adam's family tonight uh you know it's Gwen my daughter's birthday and um she wanted to watch the adam's family cartoon movie the new one the new one yeah how is it i mean it's real little kitty but it's still uh, pretty subversive uh, i hear it's
1: pretty close to the actual like original co- uh, comic strip
0: i don't I, I don't know i know that like wednesday's hairs and nooses and like you know the braids are nooses and yeah there's some there's some pretty like subversive elements but it's not as subversive as like the 90s movie the first one Mm -hmm. I think the second one kind of tame was tamed out the Adams Family values I don't remember much about it but I did recently rewatch the first one and it's pretty like oh wow (laughs) they got by with a lot you know Uh, but I think those were like PG-13 anyway weren't they something like that. But
1: yeah, well, this like for some reason and I know this is terrible, but anytime somebody talks about the Adams family, the MC Hammer song gets stuck in my head. Oh yeah. I had that on cassette like the single.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think uh, like I would say to watch it if you like Adams Family. I I like I like you know, obviously I like horror stuff, but I also like spooky things that aren't really horror, you know? Like why is that funny? I don't
1: know. I'm just laughing at spooky thing
0: <laughs> No, I mean, I like, I like horror-themed things that aren't horror, you know? Yeah. Like, even if I didn't have a kid, I'd probably watch Scooby-Doo, you know? Yeah. And stuff like that. And so, like, uh, I like it, but I could definitely see it not... <laughs> you know like just the average <laughs> horror fan <laughs> not really uh being too into it but anyway all i was gonna say was that it was coming across in 4k and i was just like damn i wish that i had a 4k player but yeah i don't have any 4k blu-rays but uh if i did scream factory's putting out army of darkness and 4k I know. ultra hd I'm, I'm
1: like i was thinking about that they're also doing they live yeah Um, in 4k and it's just like it's so tempting you know if i got the army of darkness i think it would be like the
0: third version of
1: army of darkness i
0: have oh yeah how's your necronomicon book holding up like uh, the yeah i've seen a lot of people's dry rotted and people are pissed about it but it's like why are you gonna be mad 15 years later we,
1: you know, I live in Houston and it's like ninety percent humidity. Yeah, so that'll be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and plus you, you know, you got a baby oil it
0: every once in a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Plus, <laughs> <coughs> yours is actually haunted and is alive. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Mine
1: is real skin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a spell book. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I'd like to see it in four K. Uh, Army of Darkness because I think that. A lot of the visuals may not hold up in 4K, like the higher Probably resolution, <laughs> like, uh, but, um, but I would like to see it. So have you, have you checked out, uh, that, uh, new books of blood is on Hulu? No, like, uh, I,
1: I know it dropped. I just haven't watched it yet, but I hear in this real sad, I hear mixed things.
0: Yeah, I've heard it sucks. But I yeah. haven't seen it. I can't confirm. I also have heard Tales from the Hood Part 3, which also dropped this week, sucks. But mm-hmm. Tales That's from the Hood, I love one, and two is that actually is pretty fantastic. good. Dude, two's actually pretty good. It's got some weak parts. It. it only came out like last year, maybe mm-hmm. two years ago. Maybe, I don't know. Within the last five years, it came out. <laughs> but uh, but it's really not that bad. Uh uh, but uh, it, it looks cheaper, you know, because it's yeah. obviously cheaper. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'd like to see that. I want to see the Books of Blood. I want to watch Haunting of Bly Manor, which I thought came out last week, but I think came out th- this week. Um, A lot of people are talking about that, too. Yeah. That it sucks or that it's good? No, just no, no.
1: Uh, I've heard good things about that from pretty much everybody, but I'm just saying there's a lot of buzz going around about it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. How about
1: that new Clive Barker uh, book? I am excited. It's like the first like new thing he's published in like five years, something like that.
0: Yeah. Was the last thing he put out the Scarlet Gospels? Right. I think so. But uh, yeah, he's got a new book, uh new novel, Deep Hill. And then uh, what? Uh, short stories and novella called short Mercy and the yeah. Jackal. Yeah. Wait. A novella called Mercy and the Jackal in a collection called Fear Eternal. Yeah plus 250 poem poems
1: yeah it looks like scarlet gospels was the last thing yeah i mean unless you count that uh other hellraiser book that he only like has partial writing credit
0: oh uh, the one yeah the I toll. Don't, yeah i don't know one way or another two or not uh, to count it
1: he, he's got like story credit uh so, I don't think he actually wrote any
0: of it. Yeah, so he let someone play in his universe for a cut of the money. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean.
1: Yeah. Probably. It's written by Mark Allen Miller.
0: Huh. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about that, really. But I also uh, don't I ran fl- across follow it him on super Audible. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if it's any good.
1: Mm, <laughs> judging by the reviews, it might not be.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, but, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen it, and it could be perfectly. It could be a perfectly good book, but like when you compare it to Clive Barker,
0: yeah. You know what I mean? Well, he he has a certain style, you know, like if if Stephen King put out a new book under uh, Clive Barker's name, people would be like, this is real like simple. (laughs) Why would you even do that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I'm saying is like something that's good for one author is totally different in terms of style for another. And and Clive Barker is so much, you know, his, his stuff. I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words, but it's so much more like collegiate for lack of a better word or literary you know yeah but whereas stephen king is like hey i'm talking to you as you you know just some random guy yeah (laughs) so but yeah well that's cool uh what else we got uh horror fans are more psychologically resilient during the pandemic is anyone surprised about that no (laughs) no because i mean (laughs)
1: it's, it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess it makes sense because, you know, we're kind of conscious and like constantly scaring ourselves anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Site News Daily did this story. If anyone's interested, uh, apparently fans of prepper genres, alien invasion, apocalyptic and zombie movies sh- also showed greater preparedness during this pandemic, uh, which makes sense, but also I don't know, I I I I I guess. uh, (laughs) Like it it makes sense in a way, but also I don't know, I don't watch horror movies for ideas of like (laughs) you know (laughs) not for like, oh what what would I do in that, you know?
1: Well, I mean, you, have you never thought of like what you would do in a zombie invasion or as, like a zombie
0: outbreak or anything? I would die. That's what I would do. <laughs> I would die. I would not be one of the ones that w- made it like <laughs> I'm ill-equipped. I think the reason that this uh, that this one, I don't know, I, I tend to uh, be more germaphobic type person just in general. Mm-hmm. So for this uh you know the current pandemic that in case someone's listening in the future and there's other pandemics this is the coronavirus <laughs> <Another> one.
1: <pandemic. laughs> this is got to got to uh, love the optimism what? on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh these are the, the simple days of the per- coronavirus pandemic. The
1: first pandemic,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're 7 months in, but no, I I do think that um that i'm just uh you know germaphobic and stuff and i think that probably pay, plays more into me being m- you know more risk averse during this than than uh being a horror fan but maybe I, who knows i don't know i'm not a psychologist
1: <laughs> well i mean and also think about like you know all the pandemic horror you know, like or or ones that have something that that's transmitted like the thing or twenty-eight days later.
0: Or or more spot on uh the stand. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> it just starts off <laughs>
1: I I remember I had just started that in like February.
0: I started it, it re- twice since this began. And like yeah, and, both times I'm it, like, eh, it's just too too bleak.
1: i mean i was like getting into it and then it was like global pandemic happened and i'm like (laughs) maybe i'll maybe i'll read this later
0: speaking of the stand uh have you seen the preview or the trailer sorry i don't know why i always call them previews still
1: um, this is fun. Trailer is just as outdated as a term.
0: Yeah, Have you seen the new uh, commercial? <laughs> no, but uh, well, for mean, the trailers
1: s- used, are called trailers because they used to be after the movie.
0: That is true. But so it's uh, just
1: as outdated of a term.
0: Yeah. Well, have you seen the uh, uh, the snippets, <laughs> the, the compilation snippets of uh freaking uh the stand the new one uh, on cbs all access i have not looks so good looks so good we got whoopee <laughs> uh-huh. we got uh uh what's his face ah dude from sex drive and uh, james marsden um and uh, i don't know i think i saw misha got barton one of in the there stars
1: guards
0: yeah yeah like it looks pretty good in a way but the trailer's weird because it's, like, uh, th- you know, like this, like, you know how they slow songs down and, like, do weird yeah, shit? Yeah, that's the new thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done that with Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. And it's just like, don't weird. worry about <laughs> yeah. a thing. It's just like, oh, that's weird. That's,
1: like, the new... That's the new thing in trailers, It's the hot thing right now.
0: I'll put my money where my mouth is the best trailer ever to do that. There's two that have done it that have stuck out with me years later, one of which is a movie. I want to say it's called the 7500. I could be wrong about that. Maybe the fifteen hundred I don't know it's a flight, it's a ghost on a on an airplane movie, yeah,
1: yeah, and I and uh, yeah,
0: and it w- wasn't it wasn't the original slowed down, but they redid it, and it was just like leaving on a jet plane and just like <laughs> <laughs> and like all this crazy shit that was cool, and then the other one was the I think we're alone now in uh thirteen Cloverfield Lane. When, yeah, because that one that was good. Fits, it fits so good, and yeah, and also I think that may have been the first trailer I can remember that did that.
1: It's definitely one of the early ones.
0: Yeah, now now,
1: now it's literally every <laughs> single one of them. Yeah, the Batman had it. Dune had it. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, huh.
1: Well, I mean, to to be fair, for the Dune one, that
0: song is already
1: really slow.
0: I, I so don't even remember it, the song. It's
1: a uh it's a Pink Floyd song. Oh really? Yeah, because Pink Floyd whenever uh I can never pronounce his name correctly, Jodorowsky, Jod Jodorowski. Uh,
0: Jodorowsky. Yeah, uh yeah. Alejandro. Whenever
1: he was going to do it back in the 70s, mm. uh Pink Floyd was going to do this the soundtrack. Okay. And then whenever Lynch took it over in the 80s, it was Toto. And so they did a Pink Floyd song in the trailer for this one as a homage to the possibility back in the 70s. Huh. Yeah. That's your Dune trivia for today. (laughs) You're full
0: of Dune trivia.
1: Dude, I love it.
0: Yeah. Oh, man.
1: It's a a great book. (laughs)
0: Uh, I I have no doubt that it is. Uh, I'm like
1: halfway into Messiah right now. And nothing has happened in it, but I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, those are those are good reasons to uh, love a, a film, a But nothing's it's, it's happened. Just
1: been, it's just been like three hours of political intrigue. <laughs> That's it.
0: Huh. Like,
1: literally nothing has
0: happened. Oh, uh, dude! Since the last uh, episode, I watched uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon with with my kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah they they liked it. They thought it was good, and I liked it. <laughs> thought yeah. it was good. Uh, why am I just now finding out that there was a special edition Blu-ray of Cherry Falls? Do you remember that film? No. Nobody did, so don't feel bad. <laughs> it came out maybe early, early, early two thousands. I remember. It's two thousand. Huh. God, this came out in twenty sixteen. I'm way behind the time. Yeah, Brittany Moore, Jay Moore, and Michael Bean. Uh, Michael Bean oh what did i say
1: britney moore
0: and jay moore <laughs> <laughs> Brittany murphy yeah uh and jay moore um and yeah it, it's crazy uh it's kind of goes opposite of slasher films like you know how on slasher films a lot of especially the 80s slashers if you have sex you die you know especially yeah. uh, this one he was going after virgins so mm-hmm. everybody in the town was like, ah, oh, hurry up, have sex, you know, and he, "Rah, <laughs> back in the pile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it it was kind of good. It was very much, it, it, you know, even though early 2000s, I want to say it was like two thousand. Um, it was 2000. I looked it up. <laughs> well, that's why I want to say it. <laughs> um, yeah, like it still was very much a uh, scream type. Uh, you know how the late 90s was just full of the scream type. It it movies.
1: it looks like it's trying to be scream.
0: Yeah, and like I want it. to say it's also it was like made for TBS. <laughs>
1: but okay well looking it up one of the top stories about it uh because there's still stories about it um why is this why was this story posted 12 hours ago it says how cherry falls became the most expensive made-for-tv horror movie ever look at that nailed it nailed it buddy
0: dude that's so good (laughs) uh also i want to see that link (laughs) Uh, yeah it's it's fun it's definitely not like a great film but i would definitely buy a special edition of it because uh oh cool you sent me the the link oh man this this said that this link isn't good man (laughs) (laughs) yeah wait a 14 million dollar budget is the most expensive made for tv movie in history that seems low right no
1: by the
0: two maybe up until that point. Oh, uh, see the things I'm thinking of were all like mini because like wouldn't yeah. wouldn't Roots a mini series? Yes. And all the Stephen King stuff was mini series and yeah. Yeah, so yeah, whatever controversy over the satiric slasher film made
1: are you gonna read it, it to like be on dumped air? on basic
0: cable no i'm gonna go on autopilot while i read it but, no. yeah, anyway yeah um yeah that's interesting anyway yeah check that out cherry falls you want to <laughs> you want to watch you want to cover a movie or book first uh whatever you want <laughs> let's let's come back with our review of 1BR. 1BR. Alright, we'll be right back. Alright, we're back. We're talking 1BR Netflix film. I got the IMDB summary right here. It is, Sarah tries to start anew in LA, but her neighbors are not what they seem. Yeah.
1: That's I, pretty much all that happens in this movie.
0: I like that they use the UK spelling of neighbors also for this summary. Well, maybe
1: it was a person from the UK that wrote it.
0: Oh, I thought these were like official synopsises From No, the, the
1: stuff on IMDb, you can do whatever you want.
0: Oh, really? Well. Yeah.
1: I mean, oftentimes, like, companies or directors or whatever will write their own. Mm-hmm. But most of them are just...
0: Crowdsourced? Yeah. Huh. Well, that's interesting, um
1: yeah, i m d b is like that,
0: yeah, well, I know, but I didn't realize that the and for some reason i I just assumed it was like studio uh synopsis because I haven't seen any super funny synopsis, and yet I have tons of funny reviews where they just shit all over <laughs> <movies. Yeah. laughs> um but uh but yeah so one br this was like the number one film on netflix for a little while and yeah that's why i wanted to watch it huh and
1: like unseated i don't know whatever else was going on netflix at the time holy shit hillary swank movie
0: yeah I, i don't know um when she's an astronaut yeah, so, so yeah, uh, this lady go- moves to L.A. to start her life over, to start anew, but her neighbors just aren't what they seem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really, honestly, kind of all that happens. Um, yeah,
1: well, I mean, yeah, it's like their, their neighbors are like a, basically, it's sort of like a self-help cult.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Is... is good way to describe it
0: uh-huh yeah i would say so um yeah uh, okay I, and i don't know i'm gonna get this straight out the gate because i think we probably have differing opinions i don't know if we do or not but i did not have a great opinion of this movie um eh, it, was,
1: it was it was boring it was right. it, it, yeah the the, the the first 20 minutes of this movie um are just like creaky pipes hmm and like slightly off neighbors yeah
0: and and i was thinking okay this may be supernatural or something i knew that it was a cult uh but i didn't know uh much about it you know but mm-hmm. my gosh like it, nothing really happened it, and and this is my frustration like i like slow burn films and i like things where you know i, I don't like prefer them or anything but I, I, I they don't bother me most of the time. What bothered me about this was it felt like it wanted to be a horror movie, but they didn't want to push the limit at all. Mm-hmm. A- and they didn't want to, and not saying that they have to, but the subject matter wasn't that of like a quiet horror. You know? what? Yeah. I'm, so what they aimed for was like this visceral, fucked up horror where where these people are basically like beating this this woman, but the it's almost all off screen, but then they show these like quick cuts of like super violence but mm-hmm. but it just felt like it was the characters pissed me off to no end because I felt that like they weren't believable the The tone wanted to be a thriller. But then it was this horror content, and uh, I don't know. It it just, there was a lot of, like, conflicting imagery, tone, characters, all of it, like, didn't really sit well with me. I didn't find it believable in any way. I'd be like, fuck you, new neighbors. Like, eat a dick. (laughs) I'm out. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: uh, if we want to get a little bit into spoilers, at one point she basically can't leave. I mean, I don't think you can really
0: just go. No, but she like barely fought back. At, at, yeah. And there was multiple times, too. But even so, like, what happens to her, she accepts way too quickly. And that's yeah. what pissed me off.
1: And, I mean, we didn't, we didn't really get a sense of the actual time frame it was happening in.
0: No, and we also didn't get a sense of really her life before this.
1: Yeah. Like, what was she escaping that was so bad?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where I mean, like, maybe if um, we had gotten a sense of that and then uh, it would make more sense why she fell in so quickly mm-hmm. with a cult, you yeah. know, um, as opposed to just saying she's running from something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like it because it basically just kind of alludes to the fact that uh, she's mad about some family issue, but it's like, why join a cult? <laughs> you know, I guess, yeah, I guess there, that's
1: there's what also some mention about prescription medication she's on, um, that oh, she can't yeah. get refilled. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know, that could be a part of it because the cult does like vet these people in advance.
0: Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying uh, like I I like the plot. Uh, I just didn't really like the execution of it.
1: Y- yeah. Uh, I will say there was um towards the end there was like a twist, right? Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And um it was completely telegraphed and it was not uh you know, surprising at all, but then there was another twist
0: uh, <laughs> I don't know the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and I loved that, I loved the the very, the very, very last,
0: end. yeah, yeah, I did too like,
1: so so I think like, um with a slow burn, I feel like there has to be a big enough payoff right that that warrants it, um you know, that warrants your, your full attention like that, like hereditary was a real slow burn. But to me that like, you know, the final act or whatever was a huge payoff. Right. Yeah.
0: It was crazy as shit.
1: Yeah. And it, 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 made, you know, it made everything else like worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying you can't just enjoy like slow burns for slow burns, but like another one that comes to mind, what was that? Um, There was another one we did on the podcast once that was, like, set up like a 70s Supernatural movie. Um,
0: Oh, uh, We're Still Here? Yeah. Like, that one
1: was slow burn, and it was worth it. it had
0: a cool payoff. I was talking about that movie this week. Uh, uh, You know, basically just that it was really blood-soaked for a a Supernatural movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah.
1: But, it, and so you have to think like this movie is, is a pretty slow burn and is the payoff worth it at the end? And I don't think it really was yeah. like, I don't, I don't think it was unique enough or, or cool enough to, to warrant it.
0: And yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I think that they could have made this film more interesting if it had been because honestly, I mean, the your your new apartment being just full of all cult members, that is kind of a newer concept. Yeah. That's a cool concept. But there's so much filler and uninteresting character like that almost nothing happens in the middle. So they could yeah. have padded that out. And maybe this isn't commercially the smartest way to they could have padded that out by making it a little more like martyrs, making it a little. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying they could have made it a lot more severe and it would have kept your interest a little more, you know, like if it was like fucking imprint or something, you know, where it it was just crazy. But instead, because uh, I mean, spoilers they they torture this girl for a little bit but really they kind of only do one thing and yeah. and it although it is extremely severe if it was to happen in real life in terms of horror films pretty tame what happened
1: yeah um i I thought. Oh,
0: sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. I mean, it wasn't like crazy torture. It wasn't hostile type torture, you know. And, and it doesn't need to be. All I'm saying is that since nothing happened, instead of making off screen shots of like ooh ah, you know, like <laughs> like instead of that, they could have gone for it in other ways or had another new resident that that came in and made an example out of her which at some point they kind of do but anyway yeah yeah, i don't know it just i think or him or him it's equal opportunity
1: yeah equal opportunity cult yeah um i think one of the most interesting things was when they kind of gave sort of insight into the the
0: beginnings what are you doing? Cult? It's really loud
1: sorry <laughs> when when they gave sort of insight to the beginnings of the cult, right, uh-huh. and they had those like v h s tapes of the founder, oh, yeah, 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 that was cool. I wanted to see like kind of like, more of that even could have filled in
0: um the
1: the gaps, so to speak, but I, think, I don't know.
0: I think a lot of horror <laughs> movies need to take a page from host and not and cut the fat off and just give us even if it's a 45 minute movie give us a great 45 minute movie rather than pad it okay, out
1: you're talking new host
0: yeah what were you i always talking? go
1: back to the monster movie
0: <laughs> oh yeah and then there's also the a perfect host the david hyde pierce movie have you seen that no very good is it yes it's fantastic He's right. it, 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 well, I mean fantastic, maybe overselling it, but it's it's fun he's just uh he has people over for a dinner party, but he's out of his mind nuts, and mm. so yeah, it was pretty good um
1: but I yeah, him on osmosis Jones
0: <laughs> yeah, I never saw that i I watched some of it, but yeah <laughs> but anyway, yeah back to back to uh this this movie or I don't know. I I just think that uh, for me, it was very middle of the road. Uh, I'm very surprised to look at the Rotten Tomatoes, which I just pulled up is 86%. That seems incredibly high for this movie.
1: That does seem, is it the audience score?
0: (sighs) Nah, audience score is 55, which seems Ah. a little more because,
1: okay, for, Rotten Tomatoes, all it has to do is get a passing grade. Yeah. So it just means that, like, if we were to give it a three, then it would count as fresh towards them.
0: Yeah. Which, unfortunately, I will not give it a three. I'm going to go ahead and say two and a half. (laughs)
1: Two and a half is kind of exactly where I fall on it, too. I mean, was it a bad movie? I don't regret watching it. No, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just... I don't think it brought really anything new to the to the table, you know. It's kind of a cult. It's just a the the same old story of a girl falls in in line with a cult. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It was. It was competently made. It wasn't. Um, yeah, it bad was tired, By it- by any means,
0: but. I mean, I'll put it this way. If I had watched it and not uh, watched it for the show, I wouldn't have even remembered that I watched it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's just where it is for me. Like, nothing to write home about. Like you said, competently made. But, yeah. yeah. So, But, yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. Cool. All right. I'm glad we didn't have. For some reason, I felt like you were going to be like, this film fucking move over rosebud, <laughs> rosebud. <laughs> yeah yeah uh citizen kane move over this,
1: this movie was a six <laughs> yeah
0: yeah uh, but, i've never
1: even seen citizen kane
0: uh, me neither <laughs> <laughs> well i did rent it once and it was it was fine i I, I didn't the, finish it though
1: <laughs> i own the soundtrack Like the score? I'm sure. I'm a huge Bernard Herman fan.
0: (laughs) All right. We'll be back. (laughs) All right. We're back. We are talking City of the Flesh Eaters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. City of the Flesh Eaters by Thomas S. Flowers. Summary
1: Are you going to read the whole thing? Oh, God.
0: It is a long summary. summary. And my reading skills, I I just get nervous (laughs) to read out loud, you know? All right. So summary, (laughs) Houston, Texas. Poor (laughs) reading skills on a podcast that reads books. No, just poor out loud and very, uh, you know, aware of the way that I read out loud. So anyway, Houston, Texas, 1985. Uh, Franco Hernandez is pronounced dead. At 7.55 hours, he awakens. By 1,100 hours, the virus has spread through St. Mary's Hospital, infecting patients and staff. 1,600 hours, the contagion has spread across Galveston. 1,715 hours, the Galveston Police Department is overrun. 2,100 hours, Houston's overrun with the undead. Chris King has always wanted a life of importance. In the midst of a city caught in widespread panic and and chaos, And the dead eating the flesh of the living, will he become the leader he always dreamed he could be and shepherd a group of unlikely survivors taking shelter at a local blockbuster video store? officer mendez has been with galveston police department all his career as the contagion spreads he senses that this is no ordinary sickness his suspicions are confirmed when the city suddenly erupts into chaos as healthy everyday citizens are turned into something unthinkable vicious and feral as the pandemic threatens to consume houston will mendez keep his wits long enough or wits enough to survive getting out of the city
1: you made it to, like, the last sentence.
0: I know, but uh, yeah, and you know what I was thinking of during that last sentence? That I missed the first time stamp at 7... Yeah, yeah. I thought
1: you did that on purpose.
0: Well, I did until I realized that, like, that, that was needed. a timeline. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, who gives a shit if he was bit at 7.30 in the morning? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Uh, but, yeah. So, yes, this is, like, a vignette vignettes of multiple people uh
1: basically three stories put together
0: yeah um and i think we both listened to the audiobook so what i did was i started the audiobook and then i was like oh man i'm gonna just read this because it'll be quicker to read than do the audiobook and then my day got busy and i went back to the audiobook after 10 pages (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um yeah. And so I was actually just uh pretty surprised that his name started with a K. B- Chris Chris with with a, K. a K. Yeah. Yeah, because the audiobook, you know, you don't hear that Do you K. You think
1: it was Chris King, but also a C on King. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah. Um but okay, so this summary while while on the longer side of book summaries um basically is kind of the story of this because i would imagine even without hearing this you can fill in the gaps that this is a straight up zombie tale you know yeah. um
1: it is an 80s zombie story through and through like 80s to the max.
0: Yes absolutely like this it's so weird because this is like the type of horror that I have always wanted to write where it's a fucking movie like this is a movie it's not really a book like it's a book obviously (laughs) otherwise what the fuck happened (laughs) but but like it's it's a hundred percent, just a B movie. Yeah, it's
1: basically it's Return of the Living Dead.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and and <laughs> by that, okay. One, this is a very short book. I think it's like a hundred pages, right? Uh, I don't know,
1: audiobook. So it was like three and a half hours,
0: yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So or one and a half trips to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some long ass lines. Although it was it was uh, it was playing at uh, one and a half speed for me.
1: Yeah, I do it faster too.
0: Yeah, who listens to audiobooks on like one?
1: Who listens to it on like point five?
0: And so the zombies (laughs) penetrated. Like there, there was no, there's no tea there. <laughs> it's not Pinta tweet anyway, uh, but yeah, who does that? Because like I, I want to say that like all the audiobook reader or you know all the narrators um, read at a certain tempo. They kind of keep it slow. Just mm-hmm. I guess some people like hearing it slow, but I should well, I mean,
1: I think I think some sometimes you might have like you know not everybody can comprehend very fast speech.
0: Yeah, then no. yeah, I could see, like, okay, you know, one of our favorite topics, like, Dune. <laughs> like, there's no way, this is just my perception of Dune, but I think if it was played very fast, I'd have a hard time, like, getting I, some of the I new concepts. I Dune on one. Yeah.
1: One speed, one X. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, if I'm not, okay, so, spoiler alert, we're usually in a time crunch because we procrastinate for the podcast. Mm-hmm. right <laughs> and we'll usually you know read things the night before or whatever but if i'm doing an audiobook for something that i'm just reading mm-hmm. you know or so, something i i just want to listen to i usually keep it on one really yeah maybe maybe a, like 1.2 or whatever like if i'm not trying to do it to you know to get done by a certain amount of time
0: i think it uh you know Stephen King's it I may yep. have even done one point seven five. Yeah, like not you got throughout down to the wire. No, not no, just not throughout the whole book, but throughout like parts of it. Because once you got used to his voice and all, and they weren't really mm-hmm. doing any new concepts, it was just like, "And Pennywise shouts shouts down the sewer." <laughs> you know, like, that's the only thing. <laughs> God, a <I> joke. <clears throat> hmm. Uh oh god yeah i breathe something in um that's what yeah. you get for
1: making fun of pennywise
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um but but yeah i i generally listen to things pretty fast which is weird because i don't really talk very fast <laughs> anyway back to the story um one thing that i will say I don't really pay as much attention in an audio book to how well the writing was written. Do you?
1: Um, I mean, I guess it depends on what I'm doing when I'm listening to it. You know, if it's if if I'm listening to it while I'm driving or something, then I can give it my full attention. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) And then I can really listen to it. (laughs) But, But if I've got it on the background while I'm doing something else then
0: you know yeah i just i just don't like examine prose at all whenever i'm hearing it
1: i think it's harder to do it whenever you're hearing because like there's there's something well this is gonna sound real stupid but there's something really visual to reading a book you know what i mean like like it actually is like you know look at paragraph structure you look at like you know sometimes whenever um they're doing dialogue and it's like one line per you know person talking and like there actually is a a important thing that's going on in format yeah whenever you're reading a book
0: yeah yeah you know? plus and
1: then like especially if you're reading something like t.s elliot or something
0: yeah i can see that's that the whole point <laughs> yeah uh so i i can't really speak to uh the writing of this book in terms of like how well written nothing stood out as being like shitty written (laughs)
1: yeah i didn't hear any typos
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, um but uh but yeah this i mean this book if you like b movies zombie movies like fulci or, or or any of that kind of shit like you're gonna like this book it it was very enjoyable yeah i I thought um i there are some downsides to it a it it is part three or four in a series i
1: thought it it was two no no
0: No, there's city uh, or there's planet of the dead there's war of the dead then there's uh City of the Dead.
1: Well, this this isn't even of the dead. This is the uh, city of the flesh eaters. Okay, yeah. Then there's
0: yeah, but then I I think this is actually Isle of the Flesh Eaters, isn't it?
1: No, you kept thinking it was that.
0: Oh, really? That's not what he gave us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is all checking out. Uh, but yeah, huh? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, city of the flesh eaters. Uh, yeah. yeah, but then he has Isle of of the flesh eaters as w- as well. And I did contact him and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I I just realized this is like parts of a series, and he's like, "Oh, they're they're all meant to be standalones anyway. They just yeah, connect into a I don't larger think world."
1: That it was you. If you wouldn't have told me, or if I didn't know that this was part two or whatever of something, I would have had no clue.
0: Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say is the only the only downside of it is that I just kind of wish it was longer mm-hmm. <laughs> but obviously there's extended canon uh with other accounts um so that kind of remedies my my only downside really yeah, is um,
1: is it something like um what was uh what was the name of that book they did the movie with Brad Pitt. World War Z, is it like that, where it's like the same outbreak, but from different perspectives?
0: I don't know. Oh. I, I I assume, but I'm not sure. But uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess we could ask Thomas. Yeah, uh probably. <laughs> I mean, but, not right now. I would assume it probably is, because that'd be weird yeah. if it wasn't. Just, just several unrelated
1: zombie outbreaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: These are all the future, like unrelated pandemics. <laughs> yeah, this is this is twenty twenty one. Oh God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like I thought that the, the characters were believable, uh, and the conversation, the pre zombie conversations of the inner workings of the blockbuster i really yeah. enjoyed um mm-hmm. i think they aim specifically for for fans of video stores and fans of retail or people that ac- used to work retail or any of that you know we yeah. w- they i think there's
1: a i think there's a pretty large overlap between like video store fans and horror fans like i feel like there's no other genre That is so into VHS as horror fans are Yeah, the exception of maybe Disney collectors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can see that.
1: that. But I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know. People don't go like clamor to find blood sport on VHS. Do they?
0: I don't know. Maybe I, I have I, I have either. multiple death wishes on VHS, <laughs> like not the same movie. Like you know, they made four yeah. of them. <laughs> so, yeah. uh Did they do like a remake recently? Yeah, with Bruce Willis, it was terrible. Yeah. Eli Roth directed it. It was competently hmm. made, but I didn't enjoy it. Hmm. Yeah. But weird. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, but no, I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, that. I enjoyed how, if I was to put like the tone of zombie, specific zombie movie, for some reason I'm going toward Fulci, but I I really think the actual tone of this is Planet Terror.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Like, just squishy, dumb zombie. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, not a dumb story, but just like a basic story of just like gross zombie bullshit going on.
1: Yeah, because they weren't necessarily like
0: um,
1: superhuman zombies like in like 28 Days Later or the remake of Dawn of the Dead. You know, it was Mm -hmm. just like your basic shambling. You know, if you get too close, they'll bite you zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know. Pretty eighties, yeah. you know, because like the fast zombies and stuff was more of a modern thing. But yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I really dug the setting. It it seemed, um, although it was, um, you know, a throwback to something that happened thirty years ago. It still it seemed kind of fresh mm-hmm. in today's zombie market. Yeah, you know. Um. So I liked that. Um. I, I dug the, the setting of the video store. Um, it, you know, also the fact that like, and this is just personal thing that i pretty much knew everywhere he was talking about yes that's one thing i
0: love about uh tommy flowers books uh, the fact that we live in the same area and he tends to write about this area so i'm like oh shit they're at el camino i'm I by know, el camino he's like, he turns left on el camino was like i know that <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a taco bell over there oh you no know, it's like, <laughs> yeah it's yeah like, that's
1: by joanne's fabrics
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so i i've always i mean what was it incredible zilch von Wittstein, which i don't think he even has in print anymore but i think that's the first thing we ever covered of his we've done yeah. that we did the last hell fighter and we yeah, we've so done spooky. this and i think that may be it and then he's been on the show once for spooky month but yeah, yeah. um but no, I mean like uh, yeah I, I agree. I love I love the fact that we know this uh you know it, it's very much a mental shortcut to where shit's <laughs> happening because we li- live by it. <laughs> um but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I really enjoyed this book. I I think that uh it's very much worth your time if you're into zombie stuff if you're burned out completely burned out of zombie stuff obviously avoid it but if you're kind of on the fence where you're just burned out of current zombie shit i would still give this a try because that's where i'm at and i i enjoyed it yeah Yeah.
1: like you said it it feels it feels fresh because it's it's a 80s it's specifically 80s zombies and it feels like um you, you know i know you i know you said uh planet terror but like i just kept thinking about um uh, return of the living dead mm-hmm. that's what i kept playing in my head was that sort of thing you know there's um, a- although the zombies in that are so much weirder than any other zombie movie yeah
0: brains <laughs>
1: and they and they set traps <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> such a
1: bizarre movie
0: <laughs> yeah the existential implication of eating the brains is the only thing that makes the pain stop is messed up um (laughs) yeah i think just that and the fact that the the zombie virus slowly comes in uh, are what sets that movie out to be scary to me Mm -hmm. like I, i know a lot of people just regard that as a comedy but i think that that's scarier like that film the implications make that film scarier than like dawn of the dead yeah. That, may, that may be it remember we did a those two head-to-head episode and mm-hmm.
1: yeah um oh no return of living dead is one of my favorite zombie movies of all time
0: i did yeah i love it I, i've watched it within the past month yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah so I, I think um getting back to this uh, like yeah i i really really enjoyed this i i would say I think it's only like 99 cents uh not the audiobook but the book yeah
1: the the kindle one because I looked at it too um because I was just gonna read it but then I was just like eh yeah you know we have the audio free
0: (laughs) audiobook yeah Yeah. we got a review copy of it but uh I'm sorry go ahead
1: no I mean uh, uh it's it's definitely worth it like I mean it's a short read um which depending on who you are could turn you off you know, it's like I don't know. It's pretty short, but I, I think it's really enjoyable. I like the I like the characters in it. I like the um, I always like the concept of very early on in a zombie outbreak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because uh, I am a I am a fan of like the big post apocalyptic stuff that you would see in like Walking Dead or oddly enough Warm Bodies.
0: oh yeah yeah i like that movie like uh, that's like
1: way post zombie mm -hmm. outbreak you Mm -hmm. know they've been around for like years at that point right and i like that but i also am a huge fan of like the opening days yeah i am too where it's you know where it's like not even everybody's even seen a zombie you know and it's like people don't believe people because they're like I just saw a guy bite a guy on the subway, and they're like, "Now nah, you're lying. You know, and, and I think this captures that really well, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, it escalates pretty quickly, but it's got, you know, a whole half the book is sort of people even explaining that they saw a zombie, yeah, you know, before they come out. And I, I like that um, – I don't know. I it's just something that that I dig um because it's like smaller scale and you can really get into like the 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 character of the people. You know, if if you're just running from a zombie horde because the zombies are taking over the world, you don't really have time to like decompress, mm-hmm. you know, and like get to know the characters you're supposed to be upset when they die.
0: You know, one thing I I will say, uh, there was one trick that he did that I really, really enjoyed, and that Mm -hmm. is, uh, so these are like vignettes of three different, like we talked about, three different sets of characters and and them, uh, you know, facing the beginnings of a zombie apocalypse, and yeah. it doesn't really show, like, and some of them, I, I mean, I guess they all kind of intersect at one point, but it, it didn't they really
1: kind of weave in and out of each other at the beginning, because like the one of the people at the uh, blockbuster is like a nurse that like was there for the initial outbreak at the hospital.
0: Yeah, but you know? but what I liked was the chapter toward the end where it kind of goes back, uh, it goes back to the beginning and and tells. The beginnings of their stories and then it's like and that's how this all began (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i I was like holy shit that was really cool it was like a tarantino move (laughs) you know like like, i I just thought it was kind of cool uh it was a neat uh you know writing choice um yeah but yeah i would i would give this a four out of five very very enjoyable uh enjoyed the shit out of it I w- yeah, I've been I've been teetering on either four or four and a
1: half because mm-hmm. um, I really I really enjoyed this because um, I mean I know a lot of people are burnt out on zombies but like for some reason I'm not yeah <laughs> you no, know it's I, like I, uh, I like them I still watch Walking Dead yeah you know um, I, I I I enjoy it and so I think I think I'm actually going to four and a half. Um, nice. You know, this this felt like a solid 80s zombie story. Yeah. and that's you know right up my alley. So, one half.
0: Well, cool. I um uh, I think that's fantastic. Uh so all right. Well, um <laughs> glad you had fun, buddy. <laughs> yeah, l- loved your review. Um so next episode we're planning on st- i guess joining mid october uh or or maybe is there only going to be one goosebumps episode in october this year what if we push it what What if we what if we do two weeks in a row what do you mean i don't (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what what the hell are you talking about yeah uh my weekend next weekend's kind of jacked up but
1: we
0: don't have to so uh but we could do we could do uh two weekends in a row after that let's let's see maybe uh, yeah all right well that's yeah so spooky month. either way yeah spooky month or as we call it the purge uh, nobody follows us into spooky month uh and what what spooky month is if if you're not a uh fan of our podcast or i guess we didn't really do it last year
1: we didn't yeah. i don't remember why something came up
0: and yeah oh, we took break yeah yeah uh yeah. but yeah so spooky month um we only cover arlstein goosebumps stuff and you know what should we extend it out just into the greater R.L. Stein can- canon? No, or?
1: not yet. I don't think we've mined goosebumps as far as we can yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll hit that whenever we're like, oh yeah, th- we're we're further filtering into just the the slappy world <laughs> books. Yeah, I was I saying was Night
1: of the Living Dummy Five. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll each do. Uh, our own Goosebumps book and then we'll watch an episode of the TV show.
0: And hopefully... Alright, so this episode was delayed a little bit because um, I work a job that uh, requires me actively working outside of work for hurricane stuff and we just keep getting bombarded with hurricanes. So... um, it's been a while We're like since two I, hurricanes away from uh the the
1: most hurricanes we've ever had yeah in this season. It, it, it's this we got like seven weeks left
0: i mean right <laughs> now is hurricane bullshit going on like I, I have meetings all weekend because of hurricane stuff so yeah. um so yeah but um but so i haven't talked to him in a while but as of a month ago, when I told Ryan, her ass Ryan, Ryan C. Thomas, uh, you know, her author, uh, legendary cool dude, Ryan C. Thomas. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah ryan c thomas is uh going to join us or he said he would i don't know what his new r- schedule's like but we'll see uh hopefully I mean, he does if you,
1: if you ever want to see what ryan c thomas is up to you can always go to dot com. yeah but did the we, number
0: four i don't know that he can. oh it's still i'm Do, in charge of that <laughs> <laughs> wait did you renew his domain i might have oh god (laughs) all right so um
1: i think it's on automatic and i forgot about it
0: (laughs) well shit uh yeah so uh or just check out one of the other i think he's done spooky month with us at least two times yeah before
1: at least it might actually be three
0: (laughs) yeah uh i have a list somewhere dude uh yeah I, I guess so rita goosebumps and and check back in with us <laughs> and uh, with that i guess i uh, i'm good are you
1: yeah okay i, I think i'm
0: good <laughs> all right uh god there was something i was gonna say oh, Well, probably wasn't important see you in two weeks the podcast you just heard is part of the b and e network Brought to you by BeatMovies and eBooks.com